Ooh. All right, most important moment. Number two, apparently we're canceled. That's right. We talked politics in one episode, and we are canceled. The powers that be said, mm-mm. One political guest, one political episode, too much. So to the 10 subscribers on YouTube, to the 50 followers on SoundCloud, uh, Facebook, I believe we've got 55. To all of our followers, I'm sorry. Uh, we went into the political realm and it was a bad idea. All of our sponsors have dropped. All the funding is gone. The show's canceled. Or not. The show's actually not canceled. Sorry. All right. My bad. Uh, but you were listening. And uh, I'm going to talk about misperceptions. What a coincidence, right? Uh, misperceptions with politics. Misperceptions that people have that are politically related uh, regarding political affiliation. But if you haven't had a chance to listen to the episode we did before this, the interview with Phil Anderson, he's running for U.S. Senate. Uh, lots of interesting discussion about political misperceptions, uh, the things that go on in politics that ultimately ultimately they lead to corruption. Uh, so please check that out. You can scroll back on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you do follow. We're not canceled. We're actually still trucking. So uh, on this episode, most important moment number two, I wanted to start with a quote from Governor Tony Evers in the Wisconsin Blue Book, 2019-2020. Uh, this book, I like this one because I, I believe I could be wrong, but this is the first edition. I'm actually in this one uh, because I ran in 2018. And so if you ever run for office, at least in Wisconsin, you get to be a part of history uh, in this Blue Book. This is something the state of Wisconsin produces I'm not sure the frequency it looks like every couple of years, right? Uh, but very awesome. The quote from Governor Tony Evers, and I thought this was a good one uh, regarding the topic of misperceptions uh, and the utility of this book. The Blue Book is an important reminder that we are more than the sum of our differences and what unites us is far, far greater than what divides us. So... Whether you're a farmer, small business owner, teacher inspiring kids to be thoughtful and engaged citizens, someone who's considering a career in public service, or a constituent who wants to learn more about your elected officials, or you're interested in Wisconsin's rich history and traditions, the Blue Book serves as helpful resource to learn all about that, uh, also to respect, appreciate, not just our state, but each other. So we can keep moving forward as Wisconsin together. Together. That's a uniting quote. I like that one. And personally, not always a big fan of our current governor, but uh, that quote, very good. And uh, that just goes to show there are all kinds of things that we can have differences on, uh, but possibly what we don't do enough of is focusing on where we, we actually unite. And that's, that, like I said, is the focus of this most important moment, number two. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Phil mentioned the illusion of choice. 
And what happens in politics in terms of misperceptions very often, as we're told, there is a choice. You have two parties. You have only two parties. Uh, any election that I've seen, at least in my lifetime, in my 37 years, in all my wisdom, I've only seen a couple elections, at least here in Wisconsin, with an independent or a third party that actually got notice, that didn't have too many people saying, mm, mm -mm. it's pretty rare to see an independent or a third party candidate actually get notice and uh, there not be a lot of misperceptions uh, because the two parties are the major tradition. That's the big tradition we have when it comes to politics. It's a tradition that wasn't always just two parties. It actually, we used to have uh, different parties. If you look in this blue book again, you'll find out that in Wisconsin's rich traditional history, we have uh, everything from, yes, Republicans, yes, Democrats, but also progressives, uh, social Democrats, socialists, and more recently, as of 2018, I believe the year uh, that I ran for state assembly, we may have had more independents and third-party candidates than ever in Wisconsin's history. And uh, that, that's kind of unique, at least in, from my perspective. Uh, when we talk about the illusion of choice, it really is an illusion. Uh, and the reason is you actually do have more choices. If you were today to say, hey, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, but I don't agree with my party, I'd like to run as an independent Republican or an independent Democrat. Your odds of getting notice, you would think, would be pretty tremendous. Turns out the odds are almost impossible. And that's why you don't see many dissenting members from the Democrat and the Republican, the traditional parties. Uh, because, as Phil talked about in that episode, uh, one of the times he dropped the mic, and one of those times, he was pointing out uh, the things that happen from our elections all the way up until the person becomes your representative, how many of these people are bought and sold. But what happens when you run as an independent, someone who dissents from the tradition, the traditions within a major party, or maybe you just outright said, hey, I want to be an independent. Uh, a lot of people do say they're independent. But if you say that, you're going to run into a lot of challenges, uh, funding and support, support in general. Really, it's impossible to get. You'll find possibly family and friends that will support you. But the reason is simple. It's, it's a tradition thing. Uh, we seem to hang on to tradition so much that currently where we are in history, as an election is just rolling out, as people are collecting signatures to get on the ballot, early in an election, even then, you'll hear a lot of people say, now's not the time to support a third party or an independent. But you would think, at least I do sometimes, I have a lot, there's so much possibility, so much opportunity, if 
we saw an independent person, uh, a third-party person, actually win an election and not be beholden to the traditional parties. When's the last candidate that you supported that when they got elected, you genuinely felt that they were not bought and sold? For a lot of you, um, I can understand you're going to say, Reese, you're stretching it. I know Joe Biden is not bought and sold. I know Ron Johnson never bought and sold. Take your example. Put the name in, insert the name, uh, and really ask yourself inquisitively, critically, is it possible that the person I supported gave in to uh, something that they didn't originally believe in? Did they cave into some kind of outside influence? It's not more than likely that that's a possibility. Chances are the very person you supported said yes to some kind of outside influence, and the results were something you didn't find out about. Uh, but there's a good amount of corruption in government, and we all know this. The way to stop it, at least one opportunity, would be to support your independents or third-party candidates. Start looking at or start seeing who's not uh, holding a lot of money behind them, who's not getting support from the major parties. Now, a lot of people, uh, you will see third-party or independent candidates that are pretty out there beyond left field. I use that analogy in the interview with Phil, and, you know, sometimes that's taken as not a good analogy to come from left field. But when you are an independent or a libertarian or a third party of any kind in an election, that's kind of the conception, that's the perception people do get very often. But it's not a bad thing, because we actually know that um, when you're in that election, for example, the last one, 2020, COVID was all the talk, and rightfully so. But at that time, there was a lot of other things going on, and I bet you can remember uh, you probably had some issues that were important to you that were not being talked about. That's where candidates who are not beholden to the traditional parties really come in. But, uh, so, I think I've drove it into the ground. We, we've gone on about 10 minutes here. Like I said, politics might not be everyone's jam. Not everyone's interested in politics. There are people who would prefer government to do what it does best, administrate the things it is actually good at, and do so without interfering in my daily life. I don't know if everyone resonates with that idea, but I know I do. I would prefer government do what it does best and allow me to continue the things that I'm doing in my life. But we're not there, and uh, government is a big thing. And whether that's a good thing or not, it is overly abundant everywhere. Possibly, possibly that's something that needs to be fixed. Uh, but I think I emphasize all this stuff enough. I've gone on enough. We have an awesome episode coming up next. And I really hope you guys keep tuning in, subscribe everywhere, follow anywhere you can. We're not canceled. Uh, the show keeps on trucking and it's only getting better we got lots of stuff lined up 
I appreciate everybody who's supporting. I know, uh, like I said, politics, not everyone's jam. We're going to get to other topics, maybe. We will. It's the most important podcast in the world. Every topic in the world is relevant. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to me. I'm easy to get a hold of Instagram, Facebook, uh, Google. There is an email. I know there's an email, but follow me on one of the pages. You'll find the email. Send me a message anywhere. Guest of all kinds. We'd love to talk to you. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.